year so far. Now the next right away. The crowd explodes. McKinney takes the lead. Oh, baby. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. dream of something like this but you know and you hear rumors that guys are going to try it but if anybody can do it Earl you know Earl Balls we figured he'd be the one to, to come up with the money and sure enough he's he's a man that, that did it and uh, it's just a dream come true I guess you know it's a dream like he's got it called you know we get to run for that kind of money being in the dirt in the dirt business to, to have a purse that big is uh, it's super for the racer I was hoping it happened sooner or later and finally did so we're glad it's here when I started out, it was about $100 to win. When I started, I'd never dreamed that it would ever pay $100,000 to win on dirt. I'm really glad Earl put this deal on. Late model racing needed something like this. can't believe it uh, is even happening now. I'm just uh, glad to be a part of it here. You know, to win the first annual Dream Race, that would have to be extra special. Hopefully, maybe at the end, you know, with a little luck and a little help from up above, we might uh, be able to hold our own. You've always got a chance as long as you're out there on the racetrack. I think we can. We wouldn't be here if we didn't think we could. Yeah, we'd win it. <laughs> There's 98 people here that can win the race. Uh, we're one of them. I still can't believe it yet. You earned every doggone nickel of it. Accelerating into turn three. This is the dirt late model dream. I'm weak, turn. I am weak. I cannot watch an Eldora preview video that we do of any kind. If you could see it right now, the goosebumps on my arm, a little bit of a tear in my eye. Every time, every single time, I am weak. I admit it, but you know what? I would not have it any other way. It is Dream Week, as evidenced by that preview. The first of two big Eldora events begin 48 hours from now. The $100,000 to win Dirt Late Model Dream 
Behind only the World 100 is the biggest dirt late model race on the planet. And, of course, both of them happen to be at the famed Eldora Speedway. And I think you'll notice from the, how do I want to say it, from the, from the tone of our pre-race stuff, we're kind of establishing the fact that, you know what, other races have come and gone and popped up over the years, especially these really high-paying races. But let's not forget what the original six-figure payday was. Rewind all the way back to 1994, and I don't think people realize what a monumental shift in dirt late model racing this moment was. Turn, I know we have that video from 1994. Freddie Smith and Scott Bloomquist. Bloomquist gets the flat tire right here. Freddie Smith sneaks by him late in that race. I can still remember where I was when I heard Earl Baltus was going to do the dream, and then I remember the lead-up to it. I remember the subsequent race. I truly believe this night right here forever changed dirt late model racing, one of many Bloomquist moments on the front stretch at Eldora. There is no four days in Florence. There is no Silver Dollar Nationals. There is no Dirt Million. There is no big Prairie Dirt Classic. If Earl Baltus does not go out on a limb and pay $100,000 to win 24 years ago. It is, to me, a true before and after moment in our sport. This is Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Welcome for Tuesday, June 5th. Arguably, my favorite weeks to do this show are the lead-up and the follow-up to Eldora events, sort of that wrapper we do for big Eldora events, and we are wide open in the next hour. Don't forget, first off, very important, if you want to watch the Dirt Late Model Dream Live, you can do so right here on this website, dirtondirt.com. In the upper right-hand corner, order your video. Every single lap from the Dream, six camera angles, instant replay, couple of pit reporters, my input from the rooftop throughout the night, and so much more for the fifth year in a row. The Dream Pay-Per-View, in conjunction with our friends at EldoraSpeedway.com, will be live right here at DirtOnDirt.com. Order your video now in the upper right-hand corner. You can watch all weekend long right here. We will have our media roundtable as our writers are parked on hold right now. I think Kovac's clearing his throat turn. That's what I think he's doing. I think he's, he's clearing his throat right now. As they've got everything you need to pay attention to, we're going to catch up with former Dream winner Jimmy Mars as he gives us his take on not only what it's like to win $100,000, but why he still comes back to Eldora every year and chases it. All of that plus so much other Dream Week talk coming up in the next 60 minutes. We are very, very Big E heavy. But before we get to that, we recap the weekend that was, and I actually... In a weird way, I really liked this past weekend that we just had. Only one national tour was running, but we had coverage from, I think you noticed it on the website, we had coverage from all over the place. Regional races, it was neat to see all the video rolling in Friday and Saturday. Lots of different winners. A very, 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 very super fun turn. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. Super fun weekend for the World of Outlaws in East Tennessee, we've got Swab's Lock of the Week coming up. We've got Turns Turn, a Dream slash Eldora version coming up. And, of course, Dream numbers and stats from our guy Andy Savory all night. I mean, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of information Andy and Todd Turner have been putting together for quick time. So we've got that stuff as well. Big show on tap. Not going to waste any more time. Watch the Dream Live, and let's get it rolling with five things. When I saw the highlight, number one of five things, from Volunteer Speedway Saturday night at about three in the morning, I literally yelled out from my computer, the gap is back! And look what promoter Mitch McCarter put on his Facebook page as well. Thank you to the staff, the fans, the crews, the drivers. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show as much, enjo as, much as we enjoyed putting it on. The gap is back. 
Hashtag keep digging. That's from promoter Mitch McCarter. So how did we both arrive at proclaiming this statement? How about a World of Outlaws track surface that allowed race cars to be all over it Saturday night in East Tennessee? Top, middle, bottom. It didn't matter. It's been a long time since we've seen volunteer like that, and it culminated with that lap 48 pass by Jimmy Owens over Chris Madden is the man racing in front of his home fans not only went on to get the win, but got just a massive applause, huge from the crowd when he got out of the car at Victory Lane. It just felt like a triumphant return, not only for the winner, but for a track that will forever be synonymous with dirt late model racing. It was, you know, it, it was a blast. We've been, you know, things hadn't been going our way in the last couple months, but, you know, the guys just batting hatches down and started working out much harder and got us here in Victory Lane. We got any Jimmy Owens fans here? I'd say you're heading to Eldora next week with just a tad bit of momentum. It's it's awesome. You know, the, we've been good last month, and, you know, our finishes just haven't showed it, and maybe we'll start showing it from now on. And listen, we all know things can change in this sport on a dime, but it was fun to see Bulls Gap with a big crowd, a great race, and the late model world buzzing again. Number two on five things, if not for Saturday at Volunteer, McCarter's other track, 411 Motor Speedway, would probably have stolen the late model headlines for the weekend. First time visit for the World of Outlaws, and what a night for that guy, local hero Corey Hedgecock. People wouldn't believe me, but I said to somebody on Friday that Corey could pull this off. He's that good at 411 and turn. Once again, I was right. The Loudoun, Tennessee driver slipped by race-long leader David Brazil on lap 23. He then held off fellow East Tennessee boys Owens and Mike Marler for the $10,000 victory, the biggest win of his career. Now remember, Hedgecock is a guy that I'd classify as a breakout regional star the past few years but with this win i think his status is surely elevated and sets him up for even bigger things i did not want them cautions and i just i, I don't know i had mixed emotions that long green run and everything i'm not sure if i didn't just use that right rear a little blood up um and got hot on me it's like okay well maybe i do want a caution but the problem is it stacks off his back up <laughs> so um you know and I, I i knew i kept looking um you know the 57 was behind me and he was riding riding and then you know and then 20 popped up on the horse like no crap this one's going to be tough um but you know that caution come out and everything and dad just kept giving me the thumbs up um you know i'm i'm tickled to death this is awesome I know I'm not supposed to cheer for one guy to win over another, but I'd be a liar if I said this one for Corey was pretty cool, and I was happy to see it. Happy for him and his family. I think it's the first for a lot of wins for that guy this upcoming season. Number three, just how hot is Brian Shirley right now? Squirrel will pick up his third Mars Racing Series win of the year tonight here at Tri-City Speedway. Brian Shirley wins. Down the back straight away. And Alva turn number four is fourth of the season and sweeps the weekend. Brian Shirley wins at Bay County. Fresh off three top fives at the Show Me 100, the Squirrel sticks around home for two Mars races in his backyard at Tri-City and Fayette County. And he really wasn't challenged in picking up a pair of $3,000 wins. It's all going right for Brian. As you can see, look at this Friday night at Tri-City. Oh, that could have been a disaster. But when it's going good, it's going good. He survived it and rolled on without issue. Same on Saturday night. He got the lead from Tanner English just after this thing started and really wasn't challenged again at Fayette County either. The separation from G.R. Smith after Speed Weeks seems like an eon ago as Shirley is white hot headed into the heat of the summer. Right now, this XR1 is definitely rolling and uh, just happy to be going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. if we were going, uh, we're, we're actually not going to go to the Dream this year. We, we're just uh, we're getting ready to get 
um, you know, another motor and stuff. So we just, we're a little behind on equipment. So we're going to skip that weekend, freshen up everything, and we'll have uh, some new motors coming for next week. And it just, it was just bad timing, really. We, we love to go out to the dream and race, but, um, you know, we'll just have to wait till September. And then uh, we got summer nationals and everything coming up. So we want to make sure we can hit the uh, closing half of the year with, uh, you know, guns a-blazing. You heard him say it there, turn. A little disappointing for us fans. Brian skipping the dream to prepare for the Summer Nationals, which he plans to run all of. So this hot streak will have to wait at least a week to pick back up. Number four, speaking of guys that are hot, Jared Miley has quietly put together a hell of a season. That continued on Saturday when he passed Alex Faree with 12 laps to go at State Line and marched on to that $8,000 win for the Jim's 80th birthday bash, celebrating the 80th birthday of track owner Jim Scott. The weird part of this was is that Miley not only tricked our videographer, but he tricked himself as well. When he's passing Faree for the lead, he didn't know it. He thought Alex was lapped. Alex was not lapped, and on lap 68 of 80, that proved to be the winning move right there. Miley got his fourth win of the year in that new Joe Corrado ride that, ironically enough, used to be driven by Alex Faree. The beat goes on for Miley. What a season. I didn't really think there was going to be that many green laps, but I'm kind of glad there was. Uh, what's funny, when I was passing Alex for the lead, I didn't even realize that he was the leader until I seen on the restart that he was in second. I thought I was lapping him. I had no idea. So uh, that might have helped me. <laughs> I had it in my notes that Miley and his team were headed for the Dream. They are not now. They're going to skip it this weekend. I'm disappointed in that and Shirley because I think both could have been popular sleeper picks. Finally, number five, let's clean up a few things from the weekend. Lancaster Speedway was hooked up on Saturday night after some rain for the Ultimate Series, and Zach Mitchell took advantage, leading all 40 laps and getting his second career Ultimate win. Hudson O'Neill did the same thing. The Brownstown at Brownstown in the Johnny Wheeler Memorial, he outgunned Jason Jamison on the start and cashed in in his off weekend from Lucas Oil. Remember, they were supposed to be at LaSalle. Hudson won 3,000. And Jack Sullivan can add to his Elvis Presley collection. The Arkansas driver is a big fan of the King and picked up yet another guitar at the Rockabilly 45 as he kept Billy Moyer Jr. No, Billy Moyer, the regular. Turn, the regular Billy Moyer, leaded <laughs> Billy Moyer at bay a few times on I-30 Saturday night. He got more than just five grand, too. He got his fourth Comp Cams win of the year. Like I said in the open, a fun regional weekend from all over the country. It's a new motor, basically a new race car. We've only run that car like twice, and uh, that's actually the car we won down at Lawrence with. And uh, like I said, just everything fell together. It fell in our hands, had a little bit of luck on our side tonight. And like I said, you know, I can't thank all my family, my beautiful girlfriend, uh, all my buddies, RJ, Jason, Tim, Wiley, Landon, you know, all their girlfriends that let them do this with me every night. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, this is, I think this is what we needed, just a little bit of confidence booster to go in, especially that big of a weekend. So uh, really looking forward to that. What are you going to do with that trophy? You said you might start a band, but uh, look at this thing. This thing is sweet. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Well, I, I have an Elvis room at my house, and the other one sits in there, and I guess I'll put this in there with it. And uh, I'm a big Elvis fan, so it, it goes good in there. So uh, I'd like to thank Tracy Clay for having this race because we got to have racetracks. And, uh, and the weather, weather was shaky, but she still did it. And so I love her death. She, she's a pretty good old gal. Turn, if you're scoring at home, I correctly predicted all of those winners last week. 
Who needs Suave's Lock of the Week when you've got Michael Rigsby drilling picks over and over turn? That was five things. By the way, Tracy Clay is one of my favorite people in motorsports, period. We used to do a – we actually did a sprint car race. Turn, we don't want to do five things again. You want oh, to do it sorry, again? sorry. He, he was got excited. Uh, <laughs> Tracy Clay is one of my favorite people. We used to do that sprint car race, the Short Track Nationals. And for Jack to call her a good old gal turn, I don't know how I feel about that terminology from someone. Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to Jack about that. That's the most politically correct thing he could say. You know, I mentioned it on the show before. Growing up, I was a huge John Gill fan back in the day. The modern-day cowboy was my guy. And it just so happens my first dream that I ever attended was 1995. And here's the video from that, too, Turn. We're going to throw to this stuff all night. After leading 77 laps, I was heartbroken in the stands when John – oh, no – he was passed, but look at that nose on Bloomer's car right there. Passed just after the lap 77 restart. I still say Gill wins this race if the yellow does not come out and Bloomquist is not able to get to him. Uh, that still hurts. It's not like a Duke loss or anything, but that, that one still hurts. That one still hurts to this day. It was a tradition back in the video cast days, and it still remains. Leading up to Eldora events, we do a media roundtable. Now, with the introduction of Late Model Live, it morphed into our pay attention segment. We're in the next 10 minutes. Trust me on this. In the next 10 to 12 minutes, you're going to get more in-depth dream stuff than you will literally find anywhere on the planet, and that's what we're paying attention to tonight. When you do as many shows as we do, I really try not to use the same themes over and over again, but there's only one way that our annual media roundtable previewing Big Eldora events can kick off, and that's with me asking our first guest, Ben Shelton, who always bats lead off for us, who joins me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Ben, it is Dream Week. What are you thinking about the most? That big, giant brain of yours, Ben, what is it thinking about the most as we head to the Dream? I'm thinking about the spicy cheese balls at the Eldora Speedway <laughs> Concession Stand. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. That's really it? That's really <laughs> no. number one? No, it's in the brain, but it's not number one. No, I think the number one thing for me is this crazy season where nobody can seem to get in a consistent groove. I don't care if you're a driver, a racetrack, or a series. It's been kind of a weird year where nobody can really get in that, that ebb and flow and because of that, I wonder if somebody might get red hot at the right time, and we might see somebody in victory lane this weekend that no one expected to see coming. By the way, Ben, don't steal Turn's cheese ball thunder. He's the only one that can talk about concessions on this show. So just for future note, Turn, don't don't yeah. steal that. Right, don't mess ben? with it, man. <laughs> I understand his, his face is actually on the cheese ball. It is. Now, it so, is. Uh, ben, I want three or four. Uh, I want three or four guys that are for sure going to make noise this weekend. Guys that will absolutely stand out, no doubt about it. Who are three or four guys? Well, before we hit that, I want to hit you real quick with one other thing that's on my mind. Sure. And, and you've alluded to it already in this show, is that special vibe you get by just pulling into Eldor. It kind of it just puts it in your stomach where you really can't describe it to somebody that hasn't been there before. It's, it's that special feeling that you're entering hallowed ground where legends are made. And that's probably, as I drive up there starting tomorrow night into Thursday, that's probably the one thing to be in the back of my mind. It's just that feeling you get when you pull into Eldora. So I definitely wanted to touch on that. No, I agree. Um, now, who are your three or but, four guys? Well, I'm going to go with four, and I'm going to go with three first-round picks, and then I'm going to throw a wild card out. All right. Um, my, first guy, my first guy, Del McDowell, he's not racing just a ton so far this year, but when he does, he's really making it count. He's won five. He's got five wins and 16 starts this season, and he's been especially strong at Eldora over the past few seasons, and I expect nothing less this weekend. Uh, next up, Jonathan Davenport. 
I know he didn't have the show me 100 that he wanted or a lot of people thought he would have, but he's still been fast and consistent the first half of the year. He won the last crown jewel at Eldora with the World 100 last year. I think he's going to be a contender all weekend this weekend in that Lance Landers number 49. And last but not least on my first-round picks, how can you not talk about Scott Bloomquist? The guy's catching fire over the past month. He's won the crown jewel. He's already won the first crown jewel of the, of the year with the Show Me 100. And let's face facts, he's damn good at Eldora. Not to mention he's the only seven-time event champion, so you can't leave Scott out of that fold. And then my wild card, and I just think some way or another there's fireworks coming from this guy this weekend. I'm going to go with Canada's Ricky Weiss. He's been really fast on a really consistent basis this year. He's got seven wins. He just won the Challenge Cup uh, up, up there at Dakota last weekend. I'm not saying he's a candidate to win, but he's a candidate for a surprise top ten for sure. And as I said, one thing for sure with Ricky, he's a win it or wreck it kind of guy who's going to let it all hang out every lap, throwing caution to the wind every time he's on the track. I think he's going to be entertaining to watch either way throughout the weekend. You mentioned four guys. Last thing, is one of those four guys your winner? I'm predicting that one of them is. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, numero uno. It's, it's Dell McDowell. I think <laughs> okay. Dell's going to get it done this weekend. He is, he is on the less is more tour 2018 and I think he's going to go in there, and he's going to get him another drink title this weekend. All right, Benji, we'll see you on uh, Thursday. Okay, buddy? Yes, sir. See you then. Thanks. Dustin Jarrett will sit alongside James Essex in the Eldora Tower all weekend and call every lap of action. He also joins us on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Now, DJ, why should people be paying attention to the dream this weekend? Why is this, as a late model fan, you must pay attention? Why? I think it goes back to one thing that Ben said, and that's because uh, no one has gotten in a rhythm. And and really and truly, I firmly believe that this year the race is as wide open as it's maybe ever been. Um, There is no clear-cut favorite that I can see, and and I think there's going to be the sexy picks that that Benji just mentioned, like Scott Bloomquist and Jonathan Davenport. McDowell, as he mentioned, is running well, but I mean – uh, Jimmy Owens is—he's uh, really getting hot at the right time. Chris Madden has been unbelievably strong this year and, and strong at Eldora. Um, Earl Pearson has been very good this year. Uh, Brandon Shepard, uh, Josh Richards—they've cooled off a little bit, but this race is wide open, and, and that's why I think we need to be paying attention to it because there, there's not this this. A feeling coming in that, that one driver, two drivers, three drivers are going to dominate. I really and truly feel like that there are a solid 8, 10, maybe even 12 guys with a very, very, very good shot to go out there and take a hundred grand home Saturday. We all know that Dirt on Dirt's top 25 is the holy grail of who's who, but I want to know someone not in the top 25 who will be good this weekend. Give me a name outside those names who's going to be good. How about Kent Robinson? Uh, K-Rob is the defending track champ there, and, and let's not forget that he led the first few laps of the Dirt Late Model Dream last year as well. So, you know, it, it, the track this year from the guys that I've talked to has changed a little bit. It's, it's a tad different. He's got as much experience at Eldora over the last probably two, three, four years as anyone does. I think K-Rob is, is going to be really, really good this weekend. There's a few other guys I think are going to have solid showings as well. Shannon Buckingham's been running uh, real well lately, as has Michael Chilton. Um, Nick Hoffman is getting around Eldora real good uh, now that he's moved over to to late models. So those are just a few others to to keep your eyes on. But I think K-Rob goes in there and has a good run. I I would not be surprised to see him post a top ten. Bonus question for you. People are raving about the racing this year at Eldora. Are you hearing the same thing? I've heard the surface has been fantastic. 
Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I have heard that. And, and you know, I, I'm like you. I talk to a lot of folks that uh, aren't even just on the late model side. I mean, I'm talking to modified guys and sprint car guys and, and stock guys. And, and the thing that I'm hearing, Michael, is that it's it's kind of a mix of the new and the old. Yep. You know, lately, Eldora has kind of been that um, either right on the outside, uh, up against the wall, that Jeep Van Warmer, Kyle Bronson line, or right on the inside, nose rubbing the, the concrete. I've heard it's been a lot of that, but I'm also hearing it's a lot of, of kind of that old school with, with a lot of sliders thrown in as well. And uh, that gets me really pumped for it. But, yes, I've heard the racing's been outstanding, and, and I can't wait to get back. Dirt Late Model Dream winner is who, DJ? I got my money on Chris Smoky Madden. Uh, I think that this is finally his year. I mean, my Lord, he is he is. He has never finished um, outside the top ten since he's entered the dream in, in the last uh, eight or nine years. So it's got to happen one of these times. Uh, nine top tens. He's, he's running really well this year. Uh, I think this is finally the year that it all comes together. And uh, Chris Madden puts the 44 in victory lane at the Big E. Good pick. I like it. We'll see you Thursday, DJ. Thanks, buddy. All right. While I know many of you will be drawn to the live video this weekend and all the on-demand video and interviews, do yourself a favor and make sure to read everything, and I mean this, read everything that Kevin Kovac writes. It's always excellent. It's really good with all the news and the notes and the nuggets and and more uh, on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Now let's bring him in, Double K, Kevin Kovac. Kevin, as Derek would say. We know you'll have we know that you'll have good stuff during the dream, Kevin. All those news, notes, and nuggets. But give me your best of all that stuff heading into the dream. Well, I got one. Uh, one, I think it's a pretty neat note. Uh, I just talked to him uh, a little while ago. Uh, it's a uh, driver that's going to be back that didn't race. That's kind of a good name that people know that wasn't at Eldora last year for either of the Crown Jewels. And that's Matt Miller out of Ohio, a former dream winner more than a decade ago now, and. And I think it really hurt him last year, you know, that he didn't race there. I mean, it's like he didn't – he doesn't race a lot anymore in the last five years. But him and Rick, De, Rick DeLong, you know, they get together and then they run some specials at Oakshade and Eldora. And, and uh, when they got to World 100 time last year, they just uh, – they didn't feel that their motor was strong enough to run. So they, they sat it out. But he's going to be back this year. He's run four races. They have a new XR1 rocket. Uh, they got a, a motor. Uh, also, the pretty interesting with the motor – it's one of uh, uh, Miller actually used it when he ran with McCulloch Motorsports, you know, back uh, earlier in the 2000s and stuff. So uh, they got that back, and it feels it's a good, stronger motor. It uh, gives him a better chance. He still wants to be slick, but I think he has a good chance. And and one thing about Matt Miller, I think, I just uh, when I was talking to him, Michael, this is just kind of a little a note for you, you know, directly to you. He's kind of calling you out, I guess. Oh wow. So, I uh, know I have. I said, they know I don't go to there. I haven't been there all the time. I don't race all the time. But tell that race me to come down and see me. You're allowed to come see me in the pit. Uh, if he runs, hey, we're a performance-based business. If he runs well, I'll come down and see him. Uh, Kevin, is that it? No more pre-notes? Is that the or is there a few more? I never can tell when you're going to spit another note out or not. Oh, I can just keep going. You know? uh, no, I mean, okay. As long as you want. I'll, but, I'll uh, stop right there. <laughs> and let's save them all. Uh, is this a scout? You know, everyone keeps telling me, oh, it's so open. It's so open. I disagree a little bit. I think Scott Bloomquist is a, I don't want to say a heavy favorite, but a favorite. So convince me otherwise. Is this a Scott Bloomquist lock weekend or give me a reason that it's not? Well, I, I don't think you, not in this day and age, I don't think you could say it's a lock at all. It's not the... It's not a time when, when everybody, when one guy is just so much better. Although, obviously, Scott Bloomquist is, you know, he's, he's the number one guy in the, 
in, in all-time history probably now with the, in the dream with seven wins. So uh, you, you have to expect that he's going to be up there. Uh, but I won't say that he's a lock. There's no way he's a lock. Too many things can happen at Eldor. Uh, you got guys that really want to that, that are just due. I feel like for a win there, like you just heard uh, a Dustin talk about Chris Madden, and you got Brandon Shepard with the Rocket House Car. I mean, Mark Shep- Mark Richards has never won uh, uh, one of the Crown Jewels yet. So uh, with his with his Rocket House Car, so I think one of these days he's going to have to break through. It could be this year. And Tim McCready, Josh Richards. I mean, those are all guys that are just due for a big win. So uh, not not that. Uh, Bloomquist takes them all up, though. It's hard. There's not many wins to go around after Scott Bloomquist gets done there at the dream. But uh, there's so many other guys that still could have a chance. And uh, and one thing about Scott Bloomquist, though, even if he doesn't win, I believe that there'll be one thing he does this weekend that's going to make every. He's going to grab everyone's attention and make. Oh my God! Who knows? After after other week there to show me with the with the incident of the the draw for the qualifying spot. Who knows what could be next with Scott Bloomquist? So you, you can't even predict it. All right, who's the winner, Kevin? Is it Bloomquist or is it one of those other uh, magnitude or multitude of guys you mentioned? Who is it? Now, I already picked my main my pick yesterday in our fast talks uh, on the website, and I went with Dale McDowell just like Ben. I just feel Dale, you know, he's, he's going to get another one. He's going to put another uh, dream in his uh, back pocket this weekend. All right, I'm going to hold you to that. Thanks, Kevin. We'll see you Thursday. Okay, see you there. Keep in mind that Derek Kessinger, starting just one week from tomorrow, will embark on yet another complete UMP Summer Nationals tour. But before that, he will hit the Eldora Street for the Suave on the Street Eldora style. That's, should I have done that turn or not? I don't know if that was the right move. <laughs> he will help us cover the dream head-to-toe. Suave in the spirit of doing Suave on the Street, give me your best non-racing thing about Eldora. What is it? Give me your top two, three, four non-Eldora racing things this weekend. Oh, do we lose him? I don't know. We we did we lose Suave? No. no, I'm right here, buddy. All right, did you, did you did you have me on mute? I'll be honest. Did you have me on mute? I unmuted my ear. I can't hear you. I can't hear you very well, Suave. So we're gonna hope this goes well. Because if it doesn't, I'm punting you for Todd Turner. So give me your best three or four oh, non non dream things, Suave. Go ahead. Non racing things. What are they? Well, you got to go. Every time I get there on Wednesday afternoon, I have to go to where I sat all the time there on the front stretch and just take a nice little view of the big E with no one there. And it's, uh, I like going there when no one's there because you just, you know, you just think about all the great memories I've had there with my family and stuff like that. Obviously, the concession stand. I know Turn is the only one that's allowed <laughs> to talk about concessions, but there's going to be a swab on the street where I rate some of the food items, which I'm looking forward to that. And I always head north and go up north of the track and check out the campground, see some old friends throughout the country, talk dirt track racing. Just every time I go back to the Big E, I feel like a 10-year-old D-Swab. I love that place, and uh, it always puts on a great show, and there's always something crazy that happens at Eldora. I feel like he, he's always a 10-year-old D-Swab turn. Did I yeah, miss the I mean, memo somewhere? I mean, he's <laughs> always a 10-year-old D-Swab. You mentioned it, Derek. There's always a surprise at the Dream. The Dream is known for something surprising. Light at the scales, Bloomquist fry, all that kind of stuff. Something always happens there. Predict it for me this year. What will the surprise be this year? Can you predict that far out? It is Eldora, and there's always something crazy that goes on, but I'm going to say right now, if nothing dramatic happens with Scott Bloomquist, I'm just oh, going right there. Okay. I think this is the year where we get a first-time Crown Jewel winner at Eldora. I think, like Dustin Jarrett said, Chris Madden is due, and he's out for um, some blood this year because so many people like me and others 
kind of doubted him going with Barry Wright race cars. And like you said, he is just dominant at the dream. His highest finish is Ford, but he always seems to win heat races. And I think they got their slick package dialed in. And also maybe Mike Marler, he's won some heat races there in the past. He started up front. And I think him and Madden are two guys that no one's really talking about that's been kind of a on fire and, you know, performing well going into the Big E. And I think one of those two guys are the uh, guys that have never won that has a chance definitely this weekend. I'm not going to get your winner right now. That comes later in the show, Kirk Herbstreet, during your lock of the week pick. So give me just two or three other things to watch for before we get to Todd. Man, you guys call those guys panels that were before me. None of those first three are even close to the picking of the winner, but you guys will find out mine later. But I'm very interested to see how Josh Richards and Brandon Shepard do in the Rocket House or the Rocket Cars. I mean, those guys were champions last year in 2017, and they've kind of, you know, limped all the way up to the Dream. Usually in the past before Eldora or the Dream, they're two of the hottest drivers in the country. And I think maybe this year they're kind of under the radar. And I think with along with Mark Richards not having ever winning a big crown jewel race at Eldora, this might be the year where they slip by where no one's really sniffing them to win. And, you know, Mark Richards is always going to have those two cars dialed in and obviously the best motorsports team. He always runs well at Eldora with like Jeff Babcock and all those guys in the past. And also I'm going to throw in Mason Ziegler. He won a prelim last year. And I think this is the year he was could have won the World 100, and he always says that was the biggest mistake of my racing career. And I think I honestly think he'll be around the first 50 laps of the 100 lapper. It's just going to see if he can hold it on the rest of the way. Hey, do me a favor, Derek. Sprint cars at Falls tonight. Behave and make sure you're ready to go in the morning, okay? I'll be ready to go. I'll be there at 8 in the morning, buddy. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Swab. See you tomorrow. The legend, the veteran, the greatest to ever do it. How about that intro? Todd Turner ends this roundtable as always. Todd, 24 years later, why has the dream still persevered? I don't know. You, you ask those drivers, and they're always going to say the money. And, and there's no doubt that the, the six-figure payday and, and that 100000 stands tall. But, but I think for, for fans, especially you've been to tons of big races, uh, this race still has its own feel that's a little different uh, than the World 100. You know, the World 100, that is Eldora, consummate. I mean, it is. You feel it there at the World 100, but the Dream has its own signature. It's a little more relaxed. It's uh, uh, a little different feel. It's almost it's almost like a, a kind of a preview to the World 100, but with, without the without all the same uh, uh, fanfare and such. Uh, it makes it a, a little bit of a different weekend and, and a lot of fun, especially that first Thursday night. It just you know, a little lower key, less people, but you have all these big racers chasing this money, and it's a lot of fun. Other than Bloomquist Fry and Light at the Scales, or, or pretty much any other Bloomquist moment that we've had at Eldora, what are your personal favorite dream memories? Maybe something that slid under the radar even that only a scribe like yourself would have known about. Uh, I'll try to go a little further back here for some fun stuff. And one thing that I actually had to read about uh, back in 96, the the third dream, you know, Charlie Schwartz led 61 yeah. laps of that race. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, I'm a r- relatively young guy, and I didn't see Schwartz kind of in his prime. But, but that he could have won that that would have been the last hurrah of his career, really 14 years after his previous ground, crown jewel win. Now, he ends up uh, crashing out. He's trying to lap Ronnie Johnson, and he ends up getting in the wall and wadding his car up. Uh, wasn't too happy with RJ. Uh, <laughs> uh, and as it turns out, uh, Donnie Moran wins that rain short and race. So, so really, you know, 
the rain comes a little bit earlier or Schwartz is able to either ride behind Johnson or not, or not wreck, uh, you know, it, he would have uh, hung, I guess he was about 50 years old, and he would have hung another crown jewel up. It really would have been uh, really a high mark in his career, you know, because he, he didn't get to race the dream. Uh, he was kind of out of his prime definitely when the dream came around. So that would have been that would have been in, an interesting turn of events had he won that race. Um, and another one I, we talked about, this also back in the 90s, uh, you know, when Rick Eckert won, that was that was a great race and, and an inspiring story. I remember Crystal Eckert was just bouncing off the walls when they <laughs> when they won. It was a, it was a huge deal. But I'll never forget about Robbie Starnes running second, coming way from the back. Probably half the people there didn't know who he was, and the other half, you know, never seen him race before. I mean, this is this is a guy. Uh, from Texas, running out of Mississippi, and he was running that that line in the bottom where where it seemed like he was getting traction on that inside concrete pad. You know, that's about five feet off the wall there in the inside. He would just come out of that corner. I mean, he was probably going half as far as those guys on the outside groove, and he just plugged his way through all the way up to second place, uh, and never really could get up and challenge Eckerd, but. But, you know, Robbie Starnes, now he's old enough for his son's winning races down there in Texas. But I'm sure I'm sure he's telling his son, you know, well, way back when, when I ran second in the dream. I mean, it was a it was a quite a quite a run and a lot of fun. Turn, I'm literally sitting here just listening to Todd and I just I just literally yeah, can listen too. to him all day. Just continue <laughs> to tell me dream stories all day. We're under time constraints, so we can't, Todd. Uh, last couple things as we approach this year's dream, uh, I'll leave this pretty open ended for you. Give me two or three things you're watching for. Well, uh, guys have talked about these guys, but I'll kind of put my spin on them. R- Ricky Weiss is, is one that I'm very interested to see how he'll do. He, he's had a hard time kind of making that leap from from the spec engine stuff into the super late model stuff. Not not that he hasn't had some success, but until this year, really, I think a lot of people were skeptical that he could do it. Uh, well, after Arizona, he was, you know, minus a couple of uh, problems, he could have been the best guy of the week out there. Um um, and he's really turned it on this year with that and then had those good runs at LaSalle, and now he's back in his spec engine stuff doing well. Well, he's going to bring a new Raphael door this weekend, and uh, you'll recognize him. It'll be the number seven that's going very fast. Uh, <laughs> and the, the key to him is he's got Bloomquist on his side. Don't forget that. I mean, it seemed like every time I went to their pit area in Arizona there in January, somebody was uh, calling Tennessee or vice versa or texting or whatever. So, you know he he's got a guy on his side that that's a, that's a lot of a lot of help. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out uh, as he shoots for his first dream start. And then the other guy uh, that I wanted to talk about that everyone is a couple of guys have picked and talked about is Chris Madden. You know I feel like I feel like I've interviewed him like eight times at El Toro saying, <laughs> "Is this the year?" Like right. Had, <laughs> right. It's not right. like you had the car that was going to get up there, and he, you know, and he ends up, you know, fifth. I mean, he just, you know, the, it's amazing that his uh, his consistency there, but not consistently first or second, second. He doesn't care. He care. He care. He can play some finishes in the world to to win one there. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, he's only led 13 laps of big races at Eldora. So it's not like he's really been in contention. So I I think he would love to be uh, love to be up front and. And, and not have reporters like me asking him why he's finishing sixth again. <laughs> that that statistic, 13 laps, is unbelievable. I would have guessed it was like 213, and he just didn't get the win. That 13, I did not know that number. That is, that's unbelievable. I can't wait to bring that number up to him this weekend and have him want to punch me right in the face when I say it. Todd, who's your winner this weekend at Eldora? 
Uh, I'm going with Dale McDowell. Like those Again, other guys. all right. On, on paper, uh, on paper, he just looks like the pick. And I, you know, Ben talked about his 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 impressive record this year, and he's you know he's always so good. I, literally, if he had not raced this year, if he was unloading Thursday for the first time, I think I still might pick him. <laughs> he is just he has just grown into where Altor is really his uh, his place. Um, I will have a pick for my heart, though. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind see Madden. Uh, Madden get a, get up there too. It'd be fun. Uh, be fun. Uh, I think Madden, McDowell, Bloomquist, Owens. Those four guys. It, it could be a showdown between those four. I think so too. Everyone's saying how wide open it is. I disagree. I think it's four or five guys that have the shot. Todd, you are amazing again. We appreciate it. We will see you Thursday at Eldora, buddy. Thanks again. My pleasure. We talked to the experts' turn. Now I want to talk to you. You on Twitter. Tell me, make your dream predictions. Not just the winner, but what's going to happen. The question is, beyond just that, Victor, what are your predictions for Dream24? Hashtag Late Model Live at Dirt on Dirt. Tweet us right now. I want to know, what are your dream predictions? You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Dream talk. More of it after this. Marie up there is just uh, is a great person to talk to. They're always real easy. Uh, you need something to get it right out. And uh, I just my program wouldn't be nearly where it's at without support like FK Rod and so. everything on our car is you know the best in the business, and they're on there for a reason. And we just have such you know good relationships with Marie and them there, and and the products you know the best in the business, and that's why we run them. And a backup car comes from the tail to win the night at Golden Isles. I have no idea, but it looks like Shepard won. Shepard on the transponder won the race. Superman does it. Jonathan Davenport wins at East Bay. He's holding on for dear life, and he's going to get the win here tonight. Bronson by Heather Carley. Are you kidding me, Wentz? Voodoo Child goes to victory lane. Shepard will lead his flock to the promised land. He'll win at Volusia.
That's a lot of money. But you earned every <laughs> doggone nickel of it. I appreciate it, <laughs> I love that. It has not been a great year for Daryl Lanigan in 2018, but back in 2003, he had a hell of a night at Eldora. His only major event victory in Rossburg came when he led the last 88 laps. That, that race, by the way, turned 29 minutes. No cautions wow. at all in that 2003 dream. A great way for him to turn around this year would be go back to Eldora and uh, tack, tackle the dream or win it this weekend. Turn, we asked the fans what they think is going to happen this weekend. What did the fans say? Braden, ooh, Braden Likens, I'm going to say, says two cautions on Saturday night. A top three points guy in World of Outlaw or Lucas doesn't make it. In a three-car battle for the win between Bronson, okay, that'd be an upset, McDowell and Shepard. I would say those are some pie-in-the-sky thoughts from Braden, but, uh, but I like his thoughts nonetheless. Turn, you take the next one. All right, next one is our friend our, our boy. Uh, Drew yeah. Hirschko. Uh, says three bold predictions. Predictions. Weather doesn't delay any racing. Let's I hope, hope so. he's correct. Let's yeah, hope yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see a first-time winner of the dream. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the winner will be somebody that hasn't won on a major tour, Lucas or Outlaws, this year. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with yeah, that one. That's. I like his spirit. Yeah. I like the spirit of his answers. What's next? From Roy Downing, Owens wins on Saturday. One prelim wiener, winner, one prelim wiener, one prelim wiener is kind of a hard thing to say. Prelim <laughs> yeah. wiener, you want yeah. to say prelim wiener, gets his first Eldora win. Lanigan breaks his slump and wins a prelim, and I love this. This guy enjoys at least two ice cream cones and three pizza burgers over the three days. This is my guy. Is this, turn, is this your dad or yeah. somebody that's checking in here? You take the next one, turn. All right, from Juanita Champion Bryant. Uh, Oh my, I have so many favorites. I'm predicting one of the young guys will take it this year. They are improving so well. I mean, that's true. I mean, they are, but I have a hard I, time seeing. Yeah. I mean, it depends on, I mean, if Shepard's a young guy, yeah. Bobby Pierce, yeah. yeah. But I don't think she means that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think. In turn, how about this last one here? Man, oh, wait a minute. Who is this guy? From our own Michael Reiners, he says D Suave will remain winless. Ouch. In his Eldora Crown Jewel Locks. Hashtag book it. Look at that turn. Calling my shot. I was going to say you're getting a little sporty for a guy that's fallen behind three games. <laughs> well, we don't have to talk about that. Week. This is one of those JRI Shocks top 25 polls where I'm concerned less about what's going on at the top and a little more about the middle and the bottom because guys like Corey Hedgecock, uh, Jared Miley, and Brian Shirley are running so well. Are they going to get the due respect they deserve in the top 25 poll? Let's take a look. JRI Shocks top 25 poll. This week, I also have some notes to follow. So look at this gaggle at the top here, by the way. Bloomquist, Davenport, and Madden. This is the second month in a row there's been a tie for first in the poll. I think this speaks to what everybody's saying, though, is there is no clear-cut guy that has dominated this year. All three of those guys have had their moments, and I think that's why you're seeing that at the top of the poll. Jimmy Owens up two spots after his victory at Volunteer to number five. Pretty much six through ten, holding tight with Pierce, Pearson and Richards rounding out <clears throat> the top 10, excuse me, 11 through 20, Tim McCready, Michael Page still hanging tight at 12. Michael Page is 12th in the country right now in this poll. Brian Shirley started the year unranked up to 13th right now, six spots after sweeping the Mars weekend. Brandon Overton struggled a little bit down to 18th. Eckert and Ricky Weiss, the aforementioned, had a good weekend out in South Dakota, up two spots. Turn, new guys. 
Uh, Jared Miley and Michael Chilton had uh, had some good weekends out there. Jared Miley wins state line, and of course Michael Chilton back to back top five runs with the World of Outlaws down in Tennessee. He joins the top twenty five deservedly so this week as well. A couple of notes on the top twenty five as well. I want to make sure I have these right so Andy doesn't yell at me. Second month in a row, like I said, tie for first. First place votes split among three drivers for the third time in six weeks. That's never happened before. Seventeen drivers are on every ballot. And Brandon Overton, this is a neat stat, he's the highest-ranked driver that's not on every ballot. Two people did not vote Overton in the top 25. I'm not one of them. I still think he's one of the 25 best in the country. And Michael Chilton is the highest-ranked driver appearing on four or fewer ballots, which is pretty neat as well. Turn, it's no secret, I like to show photos from my experiences during the course of my life at various dirt late model races. I think it frames kind of where I come from and shows kind of how dirt on dirt got here into this place. Look at this photo. It's a young Michael Rigsby (laughs) standing next to Jimmy Marr's car and the check at the 1997 dirt late model dream. There I am in that Eldora red Eldora jacket with the signatures of Earl Baltus on it. There's Jimmy's check and Jimmy's car. I just love that. I love that photo so much. That night really is one of the fondest memories I have in late model racing, just everything that happened that night. And I'm pretty sure it's fond for our guest as well. On the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline now is one of the funniest dudes in the pit area, the 1997 Dream Champion, and Wisconsin's finest. Screw Aaron Rodgers. This guy's Wisconsin's finest. Jimmy Mars is on the show. Jimmy, part of the reason that I wanted to have you on the show is that at Wheatland during the Show Me 100, you and I talked about Eldora. And I'm not sure how or why the topic turned that, but I asked you if you were coming to the dream, and you basically shot me a look like, of course we're coming. You know, it's no secret that you're traveling a little bit less now, and it's no secret that you stay closer to home for some weekends. But when I even suggested that you might not come to Eldora, I could tell you were like, we'll always be at Eldora. And you flat out said to me, you can't win it again if you don't go back. I don't know why, but I just loved that, and that moment will stick out to me. Eldora is important to me. But why is it obviously still so important to Jimmy Mars after all these years? Well, I, I just I just like the whole atmosphere. Um, it's just a, you know it's at the right time of the year. I mean the weather is usually good. Um, you know you know we're not just trying to get going so early in the beginning of the season. It's just a, it's something that's just been a a fixture um, for so long. So. Uh, by the way, thanks for showing me that photo. That just shows me how old I'm getting. So, um, yeah, it, it's just a, it's just a cool event. Um, you know, we've been close other times. I mean, obviously, when we won it, we were close. We had some luck go our way, but you know, we were still up front when we did win it. Um, you know, we've had some misfortunes um, and struggle, and had some bad luck, good luck, whatever, and had some good runs there. So. Um, if you're not there, you don't have a chance of winning it, that's for sure. Your career has seen it all at Eldora. The 1997 Dream win that, of course, helped solidify your spot as a star in dirt late model racing. And you've been on your lid there, too. Turn, of course, we have that video. Jimmy's not going to want me to play this either. In 2012, during the Dream, during a heat race, I actually shot this video and remember being nervous during that flip for you because it was so hard. Do you have many other tracks in your career where you've been on both ends of the spectrum like this? Eldora glory and total Eldora heartache is is Eldora sort of unique in that way for you, or do you have other places like that? Well, I, I mean, any time that you've probably raced, you know, into the 
extent that I have, yeah, you're going to have your good times and bad times. I mean, we've been to Fairbury where we couldn't do anything wrong, and then we've been there where we've completely stunk it up and crashed and wrecked and Cedar Lake and Lernerville and Knoxville and, you know, kind of everything. So, um, yeah, we've we've probably seen it all. And, you know, racing itself, I mean, it, you can you can definitely have your glory times and other times you wonder when the heck you're still racing, that's for sure. <laughs> We have a piece on the website this week, or will will be coming up, about how the dream has been coined that sort of a season maker is the term that you and other people have given it. Literally winning $100,000 can change an entire season for you. It's the equivalent, you know, Bloomquist always says that it's the equivalent of winning 10 other races on a tour. A story that I love that you told me, you remember physically taking that $100,000 back to Wisconsin with you what was that like back in the day? Literally having a hundred thousand dollars cash. I know they paid cash back then. Driving home, depositing it, winning a hundred thousand dollars. Take us through that process. What do you vividly remember about having all that money? Oh, I, it was definitely crazy because I mean, <laughs> when I was uh, that age, I mean, I took some, tried to run our racing like a you know, legitimate business, and actually had loans out for engine bills and whatever else. So. You know, I had to beg and plead to actually have a bank, um, a bank, um, you know, uh, try to clear me for getting the loan and to actually come back and and with a hundred grand and deposit <laughs> it in my bank and and pay the loan off right away. It, you know, put a smile on my face and it it just definitely solidified everything that we're trying to do with our racing. So um, yeah, you definitely had a smile on her face for sure. Did you? Did the bank think that you maybe robbed another bank, or did they know? Okay, this guy's a racer, and yeah, because back then there was no internet. They had to wait two weeks for the racing paper. Did they think you stole the money, Jimmy, or how did they think you got it? <laughs> no, I I actually had a good banker, and and uh, he's just he was he thought it was pretty cool to just uh, to see something like that happen, and and uh, and uh, we had we had quite the event. You know, when we come back home, we had some other races that we were going to, and and uh chatted with the announcers at different tracks and got a case of 100 grand bars and you know <laughs> he just had a one track did so i mean we had you know it was definitely a lot of memories that happened just in that just with that one event itself if you go by the statistics at eldora the past few years there are more guys statistically coming from the back than ever before more lead changes than ever before this year they're saying that the racing has been better than ever before in these couple late model races they have eldora has been really good lately uh, that's from my eyes and the statistics flush that out do you agree that it's been better and why do you think that's the case that it's been better the racing well the one thing i, I feel that's that's changed a little bit is uh just the um the configuration of the track i mean not, not like a lot but i mean Right now, you can run right around the inside guardrail, being there as fast as you are running around the, you know, right against outside guardrail. So, uh, I mean, it just makes, it's just common sense. If you can run two, three wide, <laughs> have a track that's a, that can happen like that, I mean, you're going to have better racing. You know, if you got a track that's just top side dominant or bottom side dominant, you probably aren't going to have very good side by side racing. So, I mean, they they've did a good job of trying to keep. Uh, both parts of the track, I, I, I feel pretty equal right now, and uh, 
um, that's just results in better racing. You don't only get a chance to race for 100000 this weekend. You get a chance to race for 10000 on each prelim night. We all remember the old, you get no laps at Eldora days, where people would complain about that. People also used to grumble about the purse. It's now $396,000 in total purse this weekend. No matter what you, you know, what you think or who you are, they really have upped the ante at Eldora purse-wise and stuff like that. That's just gotten tremendously better since you started. Well, it's definitely, I like the format where you, you actually have three nights of, of racing. Um, so you can come in there and, and actually um, not just probably make some money on the, on the last night, but you have a chance to uh, just have, help offset some of the costs uh, all three nights. So, I mean, they've really stepped their game up, and I, I can't say thank you enough for having events like that. And, you know, and I, I feel like there's other events that are kind of or tracks that are following that suit, um, which I definitely appreciate because, uh, you know, the three nights, the two prelims and the main event, that, that definitely helps the race result. You always joke with me that you want to be an analyst for one of my broadcasts when your driving career is over or even maybe before it's over. So here's your first shot. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Discuss this weekend's race a little bit. Who's going to be good? Who might surprise us? In all honesty, who are you looking for to stand out this weekend and why? Be Jimmy Mars the analyst for me for a second. Yeah, that's, uh, we need to chat probably a little bit before about that. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you know, I, I think um, there's going to – I mean, you're, you're definitely – Davenport's um, – if the track – is the way it was that the way the dream was, and the you know way that they're or not the dream, but the world last year. Um, I mean, I think track this um, conditions are definitely going to play into it. But I mean, you're going to have Davenport's good. I mean, you've seen the way that when the when the top side gets right dead against the wall, you're going to see Pierce and Davenport definitely uh, be the the favorites there. Um, Bloomquist, I mean, he's he's going to be always good. On the track, uh, you know, hopefully we're up there too. <laughs> I McDowell is smooth, you know. I mean, it just really depends on where where the track conditions play out too. I mean, I think that if you see somebody, um, McDowell, I mean, Chris Simpson, some of them guys that are just so good at right around the bottom of the track um, against the inside wall, I think it's it can be just good racing all the way around. So it, it's hard to tell who's the favorite right now because – I know you got to your top 25, but anybody can just with a blink of an eye be changing their program around and, and be a contender. I mean, Jimmy Owens knows how to win it there. Um, Shepherds, uh, they're all good. So, um, you know, hopefully we make the right change. I'll, <laughs> give, or, I'll give you a solid B. Turn, what do you think? Solid yeah, B for his yeah, first analyzing experience. That's pretty good, Jim. We'll work on it a little bit, but a solid B. You'll take that, right? Solid beam. Well, hey, it's your opinion, right? That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I love Mars. He's going to shoot me straight. I was, kind of, I was thinking of maybe like a D minus, but oh, thanks. Wow. I was building you up. Uh, final question, Jim. Do you still get that excitement when you pull into Eldora? There's, there's something about that place. I get it. Do you still get it? Yeah, you definitely. Any of the, the major events, it's just, it's just cool. And they've, they've stepped it up uh, over the years, and uh, I think it's even cooler right now i mean sometimes when they um when the flames go off and the fireworks go off it scares the crap out of me sometimes <laughs> if i'm not paying attention but it's definitely a excitement builder for sure 
21 years ago this weekend, Jimmy Mars forever cemented his name as a dirt late model legend when he won the fourth Dream. Dream 24 is this weekend, and he's still chasing that elusive second title. But he's going to give it hell Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and you can watch it all live right here at DirtOnDirt.com. Jimmy, you're an awesome interview as always. Good luck this weekend, and we'll see you Thursday, okay? You have a great day. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. See you this weekend. People don't know this turn. Jimmy actually did that interview from the bathroom of the shop, so he would not get interrupted. So we're lucky. Uh, we're lucky for that. We head to this break with Andy Savory's odds on the dream. More content that's on the website this week from a dirt late model gambling perspective. Our own numbers guy Andy setting the odds at this Bloomquist, your favorite at three to two. Davenport, McDowell, Herb Owens, Pearson, Madden rounding that list out. Look at this: Shepard ten to one, Marler, Clanton, McCready. So these are basically his top ten guys. Uh, with with Overton, Richards, Pearson, he thinks at twenty to one. If you're scoring at home, Jimmy Mars thirty to one. That's what Andy thinks of Jimmy thirty to one. So maybe soon we'll be able to do this for for real soon though. Turn if gambling gets legalized. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take a break. Uh, we'll take a look, look at these odds. We'll take a break back after this. Mark Martin Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy. GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. Late Model Race in Australia, this is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, we're just having a blast. Parking by my butt here, Ryan, uh, it's just it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Meanwhile, Tina going, and it's all Jason Fitzgerald and Tyler Ramp. Flying job, Tyler Can he pull it right? Yes, he can. Back to the race lead. And wins. And takes the win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so... Never know when we get back next year, there might be 50. Josh Richards in a backup car comes from the tail to win tonight at Golden Isles. Who's it going to be? At the line. Oh, no. I have no idea, but it looks like Shepard won. Shepard, your new leader. Checkered flag awaits. Here comes men, but Shepard will lead his flock to the promised land. He'll win a blue shot. Case Bolt brings him around slowly. He punches the button. We're back underway. It's a 21-lap shootout to $100,000. Scott Bloomquist to the bottom side tries to get by. Case Bolt can't make it work there. Chubb Frank going to try and get by the lap car of Eddie Carrier Jr. Can't make it work. Battle up in front. It's Case Bolt and Bloomquist. And the young man from Richmond, Indiana, picks up the biggest win of his racing career. Out of turn number four, it's Steve Case Bolt, your winner. He's climbing out of the car. Ladies and gentlemen, your dirt late model dream winner, Steve Casebold. Casebold was a fresh-faced 28-year-old on June 9th, 2007, the night his life changed forever. Look at this turn. By the way, he forgot to take the car out of gear and about rolled out from under him in victory lane. I love that. 
What a night for Case Bowl. Don't forget the dream is live all weekend long at DirtOnDirt.com. Every lap live starting Thursday, all three nights, every lap, instant replay announcers, et cetera, et cetera. You want to be able to watch it right here. Turn last week for Turn's Turn. Uh, we had the Bloomquist Moyer situation. What, what, what was Zach Turn's turn last week? Turn, remind me again. So uh, you basically, basically we asked the staff, uh, the Dirt on Dirt staff. Which career, that's which right. Career which career you would career, want. Yes. Yeah, so it, we kind of stuck with the same. We, yeah, we can just, yeah. you know, it, the, those two names are just so synonymous with Eldora and Andy and Turn. And you know what? I'm going to stop talking. Turn hates it when I over, <laughs> overrun him during Turn's turn. We've had to have private meetings about it before. Here we go, this week's Turn's turn. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, God, that is Shaking again. me. Oh, that, my that goodness. Again. Here we go. This week's turns to right. Eldora Dream kind of style. Yeah, yeah. So so piggybacking off of last week, of course, I mean, you go to Eldora, and you can't not talk about Billy Moyer and Scott Bloomquist. Yes, yes. So I brought a, a what-if scenario here. <laughs> I like their two floating yeah. heads yeah. that we have here for this, too, so, by the way. So what if Scott Bloomquist and Billy Moyer did not exist? Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So this is a – they literally did not exist. We're not on the planet. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. That is it's, what we're going It's getting with. a little dark, but okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so imagine that they did not exist, and then we go to some of the – well, many of the Eldora events that they have won. Okay. So here's a couple of different okay. scenarios. I'm going to touch on a couple of them here. Uh, Jeff Purvis had – he won three World 100s. If, if they did not exist, he would have four. Okay. So just to okay. explain that one. Uh, let's see what other one we have here. Rick Eckert, Dennis Herb Jr., Daryl Lanigan would all be two-time dream winners. Wow, because these guys got so it, they were all second yes. in this scenario. Okay. So basically, what we okay. did is we shifted, you know, whoever finished behind Scott Bloomquist or Billy Moyer uh, up into the winner position. So you know, some of these guys actually finished third because. Moyer and Bloomquist finished in front <laughs> of them. So that's, that's you know, bizarre. it's pretty crazy. So, uh, so Freddie would have been a World 100 winner, too. Right, okay, right. yeah, Freddie and Davey Johnson, runner-up twice. Wow, this is actually some cool stuff. Yeah, uh, so Brian Burkoffer, he would actually have won both of the crown jewels, okay. not just the World 100. So some interesting stuff here. And uh, moving on, here would be the first-time crown jewel winners. Uh, Tom Helfrich, the yep. World 100. John Gill, yeah, oh, I, I know, I know, oh, I know. Oh, Scott James for the Dream, Ray Cook for the Dream, uh, Brandon Shepard last year. Yeah, rally the yep, yes yep. would have been, and then uh, the last one. one on that list. Uh, the exact message I got from uh, from Andy helping me out with this was: Imagine if that would have happened, how insufferable Derek would have been. <laughs> The best part about that 1998 World 100 where Weaver got second was he literally said uh, he thought he won it because he couldn't see Moyer because Moyer was so far ahead of him in that one. <laughs> yes. So I love that line Weaver always yes. says. So uh, some interesting stuff there. I mean, Andy did a great job helping me out this week. Uh, I mean, he just he has all the stats. And, and I actually, you know, I thought that was really interesting to look and see how much of an effect they have had on all of the uh, Eldora events. Wow, that is that was some really good stuff. I didn't know where. This is one of those weeks. Listen, we're flying around. we got a World of Outlaws sprint car race at Fairbury we're trying to get to. We've got uh, Dream this week. Just a million things, so we're flying around. I didn't know exactly what turn's turn was. That's really good stuff. I, uh, you're right. Derek would have been unbelievably terrible yes. if that scenario <laughs> had actually played out. But we would have loved it for Kevin. Turn, there is some debate in the office right now about the validity of Derek Kessinger's lock picks. Okay. On one hand, you have some people on the staff saying they're too easy. Picking Brian Shirley to win a Mars race in a backyard is a layup. On the other hand, you have some folks that are saying that's the point. 
it's lock of the week, not this might happen of the week. I have a feeling, turn, you come down on the side of these are too easy. Am I right about oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Derek, let's be honest. Derek is the one staff member that is saying that they're, you know, I'm actually making a lock. Um, you know what? I do see it a little <laughs> bit. I'm going to say that he's got some point, but I also think he's gone. It's pretty weak. You know, it's pretty weak. But he doesn't get that opportunity this week because it's the dream. He has to pick a crown jewel. So let's see what he's got. Swam's lock of the week. Let's freaking go. Shirley off down the back straight away. And off a turn number four. He's fourth of the season and sweeps the weekend. Brian Shirley wins at Fayette County. After Brian Shirley's weekend domination in the Illini State, my record improves to seven and four. And Turney Boy, I only have one thing to say to you. The show is over. This weekend, I'm taking my talents to the Big E Eldora Speedway for the 24th annual Dirt Late Model Dream. Fun fact, I am 0-4 when picking the Eldora major events. That only means one thing, I am due. My heart says Shannon Babb, but this year I'm using my brain and going with the Dirt Tracks dominator, Scott Bloomquist. Book it right now. Bloomer wins his eighth. That's right. Eighth dream title. He is, after all, the Eldora Magician. And that's Swab's Lock of the Week. It's such an awesome day. New year, but the same old swab. So give me the green light. Seven and four, the overall mark headed into the dream turn. I think this is the make or break pick, honestly. He gets this one. I think you're in trouble because he's going to softball it the rest of the way. So you need him to not have Bloomquist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, it's not desperation <laughs> mode yet, but we're, oh, no, we're no. getting there. We're a ways from that. He could still get have too many bush lights in, in this. <laughs> Final commercial break coming up. Reminder also, you need a car or a truck. There's only one place to get it. MarkMartinAutomotive.com. When the show is over, head there. Browse and find the best deal turn in the history of humans. There, I said it. The history of humans. I mean that. MarkMartinAutomotive.com. Go as soon as we are done talking and the show is over. Get outfitted for a new car or a truck. Final break turn. We are back after this.
One more to go for $100,000. Billy Moyer of Batesville, Arkansas, takes the race car down the backstretch. 29 Lanigan and 18 Bam. Boy, you can't ask for much more than this. Three cars within probably 10 car lengths of each other. It is 21 Billy Moyer. You're winner, and you see his hand extended into the air. And now you're $100,000 richer. What do you do with that much money? <laughs> I don't know. Probably like the the, the surgery deal. I'm sure is going to cost a cost a pretty good deal. And you know, I built that new place at home. I'll use that money there. And uh, who knows? I don't know what I'll do. I'll, I'll find something to do with it. I promise you that. <laughs> Billy Moyer's first dream win came back in 1998 in that GVS racing machine that he was so dominant in. He would win the dream again in 2010. Is Mr. Smooth not retired? Not retired. Turn still chasing dreams and will again this year. By the way, he had back surgery later. I said, Todd, what was his surgery for? Todd pulled up the article, of course. Todd dials it right up. Here's the article he wrote on June 24th, 1998 about Moyer's uh, back surgery. Turn, I went through the Michael Rigsby archives to pull out some personal photos uh, of the dream. Look at this. Not a great shot by me. Threw a giant pole there as, uh, as a fan. You see Eckert there on the uh, stage. Took that shot from 2000. In Vic- Somehow they let me down the track. I don't know why. There I am, Turn, with Earl and the John Gilgear at the dream as well. Uh, and there's me at that very uh, Moyer race in 1998, me taking that shot from Victory Lane as well. A photographer I am not, Turn. There's a reason Todd never let me shoot photos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn, it's I okay, mean, though. You can trash me. This is your opportunity to trash me on something. I know. So. I, I just remember, though, you still sign my paycheck. So. We do continue to see, though, every time. How cute was I as a kid, though, right? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Let's finish this show strong. Five to go. Number five, the dream starts Thursday, and if you're looking for a little appetizer or an adventure from the campground on Wednesday, make the five-hour haul north to Merritt, Michigan, where the American Ethanol Tour is running a special midweek show Wednesday night at the Michigan Oval. 4000 to win for the Wolverine State Tour. First of two visits to the track this year for them. Brandon Thurlby is currently second in points behind Case Bolt who I highly doubt is in Michigan on Wednesday. Could be, but I doubt it. Does he stay sporty and win? Thurlby, that is. Or is it somebody like Spangler or Marcoulier? I'll go Thurlby. I think Brandon Thurlby wins Wednesday night. Number four, the Tri-Track Challenge was supposed to come to an end this Friday night at Williams Grove for 3,000 to win in the mini-series finale. But they rained out last Friday at Bedford, and that's rescheduled for July 6th. So this weekend at the Grove serves as the meat in the sandwich of the three races. Jeff Ryan got the opener at Port Royal on Saturday last weekend when he led all 30 laps. And I think he comes right back to Williams Grove on Friday and does the same thing. Dirt on Dirt, by the way, serves as the fast time sponsor in this mini series. Congrats to Kyle Lee for picking up that 200 bucks. Number three, Pennsylvania is a busy place this weekend. Another 3,000 to win. This one's Saturday night at the monster half mile of Sealands Grove. Ultimate Northeast in town. It's going to be a a good weekend to be Jeff Ryan, I think. I think he not only wins Williams Grove on Friday, but he goes to the other Grove, Sealands Grove on Saturday, and wins there, too. All told, that'd be a $6,000 weekend for Jeff if he sweeps them. And I'm going to say this right now. Jeff, if you win both, you got to give me 100 bucks. I think he'd take that deal, don't you, Turn? <laughs> yeah. All right, Ryan wins Sealands Grove. Number two, Fayetteville Motor Speedway has had to lay low since their 25,000 win sprint cars. Excuse me, World of Outlaws. I got the sprint cars on the brain. World of Outlaws late model race three weeks ago, but they roar back to life this Saturday with an Ultimate Series race. This race was co-sanctioned with Carolina Clash, but Kelly and the Ultimate guys will go solo now. It's been far too long since Willie Milliken won a race like this at Fayetteville. This guy was awesome back in February and helped me start my car at Gold Miles, him and Travis Pennington. I think he wins this weekend at Jim Long's Fayetteville Motor Speedway. And number one, it's Volusia in June. 
the annual Powell Memorial Race this year, 10,000 to win at Volusia this weekend. I'm going to make it my mission before I retire one day to get to a Florida racetrack, not during speed weeks. I think it would be cool. One neat thing, this race originally was set to pay five grand, but additional sponsors have come on board. It now pays 10000 the highest non-speed weeks paying race in the Florida all year. Kyle Bronson will be at the Dream, so he can't win it. So it's either going to be Fitzgerald or Whitener. I will take Mark Whitener pictured here. That was five to go. Turn, obviously, we are dream heavy this weekend, but what else do we have in the on-demand department? Well, I mean, again, dream. I'm going to talk about it because it's so important. Dream at Eldora, and we will be live uh, along with our normal on-demand content, all of that stuff. Uh, we will also have the ethanol at Merritt Race on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yep, unsanctioned at Williams Grove, ultimate at Fayetteville, which he talked about, and the Ironman at I seventy five. We are efforting someone from Volusia. Obviously, that purse structure changed out a little bit. We're trying. Florida's obviously a tough spot to find a bunch of shooters, but we're giving that one a spin as well. Of course, don't forget the big news of the show. However, and keep it in your brain until Thursday. Live this weekend from the Dream, all three nights. Jonathan Bateman, who's just one of the best people on the planet, uh, we work with from EldoraSpeedway.com to produce it with Roger Slack and their crew. EldoraSpeedway.com, DirtOnDirt.com, partnering together again. You can watch the Dream live right here at DoD all three nights. Multiple cameras, every angle covered, speed shots, pit reporters, me on the roof. Turn not like on the roof roof, but like a platform. <laughs> Yes. On the roof. Don't forget Dirt Late Model Dream Live. And, of course, later this month also get this note in there, the Firecracker, uh, the three-night World of Outlaws race from Lernerville. We will have that one live as well. I don't have a ton of notes tonight because Kevin Kovac is sad um, that he wants me to save some of them. He normally helps me with one or two. He wants me to save some of them for the Dream, so we don't want to hurt Kevin's feelings. But how cool is this turn? Dale Earnhardt Jr. flying into Washington, D.C. this weekend. And what does he spot? But Winchester, the dirt track, on his way into D.C. And he says, landing in D.C., I see this dirt track. Anyone know what track we got here? That is, of course, Winchester. Pretty cool to see Dale Earnhardt Jr. uh, have the wherewithal to look out the window and go, oh, wait, there's a dirt track right there uh, and spot that. So that was cool. I've got some dream notes. Kevin can't keep them all. Uh, Check out all the written content this week. Uh, The Nick Hoffman story. And Kevin's doing something, the oral history of the first dream. We did that story on the Bloomquist Fry episode. Now Kevin is doing a full retrospective oral history of the first ever Dirt Late Model Dream. Andy Savory's got odds. Don't just watch the videos. Get to this written content. You'll be much smarter for having done it. Uh, Quick time, by the way, is examining the 10 crown jewels at Eldora since the switch to a three-day format. Here are a few trends for those Saturday winners. One, they all want a heat race during either Thursday or Friday. So you can't win Saturday if you don't want a heat Number two, they all finished among the top five in at least one of their preliminary features. So you got to be in the top five Thursday or Friday. And on, on average, Saturday's winners have improved more than five positions per preliminary feature and nearly 12 positions between the two preliminary features. So the moral of the story is it's not hard to predict who's going to be good based on Thursday and Friday. Our entire staff will be rolling into the Big E at about noon on Wednesday as we make our final preparations for the Dream broadcast. And like I said before, we're going to throw some new wrinkles in our broadcast this week and just try some simple things to enhance the experience at home for you, the viewer, but I think you'll really find that it's the exact same quality you've always had. And a reminder turn, don't forget, eight days from right now, (laughs) just a simple eight days, the UMP Summer National start, and along with it, our wealth of coverage every night, Summer Nationals Minute, heat race highlights, feature highlights, written reports, live updates, and so much more. Everything you need from the Hell Tour will be right here at DOD 
as it always is, each and every year, starting just over a week from now. It's that time. Are you ready to finally get the work turn? Yes. I'm ready to be at a racetrack. Done playing Fortnite, finally. For Derek, <laughs> for Turn, for Todd, for everybody else, we will see you at Eldora this weekend. Don't forget Dirt Late Model Dream. Watch it live right here at Dirt on Dirt. We'll see you this weekend.